Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you had an amazing weekend. Let's make this week just as awesome because we're going to start it with a great trip report. We're headed out to Seattle, Washington today with Lister Kevin. He's a school teacher and we're actually recording this show from his classroom. And uh, we're going to talk about how he took a group of 14 students from up in Washington State down to Disneyland for their senior trip. Now, here's the kicker. He was kind of a last minute replacement to take these students as a chaperone. And he didn't have these students uh, since they were middle school kids and now they're seniors, but they elected him. They said, you know what? We need to get this certain teacher to go with us. And it worked out great. He's a Disney expert. We talk about grad nights. We talk about staying at the Tropicana Inn. We talk about uh, just the travel flying from Seattle to Anaheim, the great times these kids made, the, the logistics of taking 14 high schoolers to Disneyland for a week. It's an amazing trip. A lot of Disney in here and just a lot of fun. I'll probably take you back to your high school days as well. Don't forget our show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents over at the Magic for Less are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Just swing by themagicforless.com for all the details today. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, thank you very much to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over this week, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,226 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com. And of course, one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend. And again, hope your football team won or at least you're uh, the team that you hate lost. You know, either way, <laughs> it's kind of how you do it when you're in a non-NFL town like I am. Uh, you know, we're just, we're just looking forward to spring training at this point in St. Louis, but Hey, we're going to get, we're going to have a good time today talking Disney and we're headed out to the West coast, both with our guests and with our trip report today. Super excited to talk some Disneyland. So we're headed out near, uh, Seattle, Washington in a town called Auburn, but I'm not going to hold that against my good friend, Kevin, Kevin, how's it going today? Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's going very well. Thank you so much for having me today. I love that you said you're from Auburn. I said, wait, wait, what? No, uh, <laughs> clarified uh, near Washington. Okay. So I was like, okay, we're good. Yes, okay, sir. <laughs> it's all good. Just playing Auburn fans. I know we have Auburn fans in the audience. I, you know, it's, it's a thing. Okay. So we're going to talk about a, a fun Disneyland trip, which I'm so excited because, you know, I've, I've told this to anybody that will listen that it took me personally over a decade to get to Disneyland, right? I, I went to Walt Disney World countless times, uh, you know, and everybody's like, well, if you like Walt Disney World, you got to go to Disneyland. And I'm like, you know, and I tell everybody, yeah, I, I hear you. You know, I'm going to go to Disneyland. And I tell myself, eh, well, I, I don't need to go to Disneyland. Like, it's only got two theme parks. I got three hotels on site. <laughs> you know, uh, I'll be bored. You know, like I, I just, I, yeah. I, I, it's not for me. And then I finally took the, you know, splurge, went last year, stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, did five days in the theme parks. 
Man, Disneyland has my heart. It has because the because the, the the resort the, the whole complex has a heart. Like everything there is amazing. I, I, the weather also helped. I mean, it was July and we were wearing sweatshirts at night. I was like, this is real life. So anyway, we're going to talk about your trip, and I'm just so excited because I just love talking Disneyland now. So before we do that, though, give us some background sure. on your Disney history. So. Did you grow up with the films? Did you go up going to the theme parks? Like, what, what's your story as far as like your your background with Disney? Yeah, so I'm pretty much the opposite of uh, your what you were explaining there. I grew up in Northern California, so Disneyland was an every other year uh, trip for me and my family growing up there. Um, I was the opposite. I was oh, Disney World is all the way on the other side of the country. How much? How different can it really be? You know and I didn't really have that reality check until I got married uh, in the late 90s. And my wife and I went uh, out to Florida and I learned really quick how different it was out there in Florida. But yeah, my uh, my parents, you know, they would take us there every other year for uh, for our vacation. And uh, when I got married, my in-laws lived in Southern California. So my wife and I went down there often to visit with family and uh, when my children, my first uh, daughter was born in 05, uh, that's when the trips kind of stopped happening. I uh, really didn't have the, the funds anymore with, with kids <laughs> uh, to be able to do those big Disney trips. And so I went quite a few years before I was able to go back to Disneyland again. And um, so, yeah, it's just in my blood. You know, I always say that my wife and I were dating and... Um, I kind of, you know, fell in love up here in the Northwest, but Disneyland was just that place that we really connected, you know, our histories. You know, she grew up in Southern California and her dad would, don't do this, at, don't do this parents, but her dad would come check her out of school in the middle of the day and drive her, drive her and her brother to Disneyland to, just to, to hang out and enjoy it. Now, I would never condone that being a, a, a middle school teacher myself. So. Hey. Okay, I'll be honest. Okay, I'll, I'll, let's just be brutally honest here. I taught I taught elementary school for years, seventeen years, and I taught you know fourth to sixth grade gifted for the last half of my career. And you know I was here in a very low socioeconomic school district in the middle of you know Missouri here in Ferguson. In my you know every once in a while my kids would have the opportunity to go to a trip to Walt Disney World. Like and I mean this this was very rare for my my students, right. but every once in a while that you know maybe a, a sports team would have a tournament in Orlando and they get to go for a couple of days. And the parents would ask me, like, you know, Mr. Rahman, what do you think? Like, should I pull my kids out of school to go, you know, to Walt Disney World? Or to, you know, and I, every time I was like, absolutely, yes. And it, here's why. And maybe, I mean, this is not what we're talking about today, but I, I, you're, you're a teacher. So I like this because <laughs> yeah. I think this is a fun perspective because the way I saw it was this is an opportunity for a kid that was locked into this smaller world where I taught, where you know, they didn't, they didn't get outside of our, you know, we called it North County. It was North St. Louis County, you know, or metropolitan area of St. Louis. They didn't see much outside of that very much in their life, you know, and the, the chance that they got to get in a car maybe and drive and see the Smoky Mountains as you went through Tennessee and Chattanooga and, you know, Northern Georgia and just know what a road trip was like. And then to go to Walt Disney World, see people that were like them, but different than them and have all these great experiences. I told them mm-hmm. they're going to learn more about that. You know, they're going to get math lessons and English lessons and all these other lessons so many other times I can catch them up, but, but you don't get the real world. You know, when these opportunities come up, seize them. And more importantly, I always told them 
You got to make those memories as a family when you get the chance. Yeah. You know, that's the stuff you might not ever have a chance to do again. I, how do you fall on that? Yeah. I mean, because you were joking about that, but I always say, take, you know, unless it's excessive, take the kids and go on vacation. Right. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a teacher, uh, yeah, you're. I think you're right. I think I think you can't really um, you don't you don't want to lose those opportunities for gaining memories. It's like that's one of the things that my like I said, my wife really cherishes her her father has passed away since and it's one of the things that she really cherishes about her relationship with him and yeah as a teacher i can work with parents and you know you let me know ahead of time we can work things out we can give some work ahead of time if possible catch up when they get back and yeah i, I think uh, i don't think there's any i don't think there's any uh, hard yes or no on stuff like that it's just it, it depends on the situation and we can work it out. I agree. I just didn't want to miss out on the real world because, you know, no. my kids, they rarely had the opportunity to do cool stuff like that. You know, yeah. when it came up for them, they would be so over the moon. I'm like, dude, don't worry. You go and we'll figure it out. You know, yeah. if you tell me ahead of time, we can get it together. But anyway, yeah. let me ask you one other thing before we that, jump into sure. your trip report. So you mentioned kind of you grew up in Northern California, spent some time in Southern California near Disneyland. Mm-hmm. You know, what memories do you have kind of as you know, in the past at Disneyland, that being, you know, a semi-local, sure. you know, something that that park was, was like an old friend, you know, it, growing up, it was someplace that you were familiar with. So do you have a memory, like a favorite attraction or something that you used to just be, it was just like a, yeah. almost a comfort food when you went there, something like that. Sure. So uh, when I was younger, I had a lot of issues with motion sickness, so I didn't really do a lot of attractions back in the day. But I think the biggest memory for me was uh, the opening of Star Tours uh, back in 87 it would have been I was 10 years old and I just remember I just remember waiting in that extended queue for just hours at a time and you know I was a little kid I was a big Star Wars fan still am and just this idea that I was going to be immersed in and be in a like in a Star Wars movie myself and um, this was way back before you know, uh, the adventures continue and before 3D and all that when George Lucas was directly involved. And yeah, Star Tours was definitely my favorite Disneyland ride that there was. Uh, I also really loved Pirates of the Caribbean. Didn't love the drop when I was a kid. <laughs> always kind of, always was, uh, you know, not looking forward to the drop as small as it is to me now, but as a kid. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but um, yeah, I mean the that and the the thing I can remember the most. And if you go there now, you're not going to experience this. But there was the giant, there was this gigantic parking lot where uh, Disney California Adventure is now, and you would park, you know, and you know, similar to what you get out there at the TTC in Florida, you you get your different zones that are, you know, this is Bambi, you know. This section's Bambi, this section's Pluto or whatever. Yeah. And you'd park and then you'd walk toward the front gates and you'd walk under the monorail, you know, the monorail line and, and get in line. And um, those are the those are the big things that I, that I really remember. Star Tours really work, really sticks out uh, the monorail, the parking lot. And obviously that's all gone now. But, uh, you know, just being there, being there with my parents, you know, we'd alternate between there and um um up in santa clara california there's well there's unfortunately there's the 49ers but there's also 
there's also a place called uh, Great America, and it's had a lot of different owners over the years, but we would alternate between those two places. But you, you picked a heck of an attraction, though, if you have motion yeah. sickness problems to be on Star Tours. That, that there, thing messes there something, me up to this yeah, day. Yeah, something about, something about Star Tours that didn't really bother me. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. It was always drops that I really yeah. had a problem with. That yeah. thing. I mean, I, today as I was working, like I was watching A New Hope here in the office. Like you know, that's I, that's how much I love Star Wars. I go back and just watch yeah. it on Disney Plus while I'm working. You know, kind of background. But man, and I just want to ride Star Tours at DH. You know, Hollywood Studios. And every few years, I'm like, I'm probably over it. And then about ten seconds in, I'm like, Nope, not over it. You know. And then I'm just holding on yep. to the seat, like, Why'd I get in here again? But yeah, that's that's a interesting, uh, great story though. But Let's yeah. let's talk about your trip because I'll make sure we get all this in. So, sure. Tell us about the yeah. trip that we're going to talk about tonight. When did you go, and what were the circumstances around it? Okay. So yeah, this was back in uh, May of last year, 2022, end of May, beginning of June. So, um, the school that I work for is a combined middle high school. So seventh seventh through twelfth. Um, the every year the seniors go on a a senior trip, and they've been doing fundraising since they were freshmen uh, uh, for that trip. And so um, about senior, about time senior year comes around, they pick where they want to go. Uh, well, this, this, this group picked Disneyland and um, I'm a middle school teacher. So um, I had all these kids when they were in middle school, but now they were seniors. But what had happened was, is their male chaperone uh, due to health uh, reasons had to uh, retire in the middle of the school year. So they were short uh, a male chaperone. And so they got together and unanimously voted Mr. Reed uh, as their male chaperone because they knew being around me since they were in seventh grade, how much I love Disney and Disney theme parks. And there to them, there really was no other choice uh, for somebody to go. So. Wow, good circumstance. Uh, and that's yeah, so, and that's cool that your kids remember that. You know, as a teacher, I know that it, when your kids remember stuff yeah. about you, it makes you feel good. You know, at least at least they heard something. <laughs> so, yeah, they remember. They remember my classroom. I'm looking to my right. I've got Disney World maps, yeah. Disneyland maps. And, yeah, they knew who I was. And so I had to make it work, find subs, work it out with my wife because we have three kids at home. And I was gone, you know, for that week. But. Um, so yeah, those kids, they've been raising money since freshman year and chose to go to Disneyland and, and bring Mr. Reed along with them. This is going to be awesome. Cause I, you know, this is an interesting trip cause you know, it's, it's a senior trip. You're taking kids to a Disney, you know, d- yeah. to, to Disneyland. And so you guys flew down from Seattle. So what was besides, you know, the fundraising and all that, you know, we're probably not going to get into that, but talk about the logistics of just getting high school kids Sure. all to the airport and on the airplane on time and making sure they actually get, you know, to the ho- Like what procedures did you have in place yeah. just to make sure everybody is together and you don't lose anyone? Sure. So um, all the parents were uh, responsible for getting the kids to the, the airport. We all met there at once and then had a general meeting place. And, you know, we flew Alaska air and they had a really great group check-in spot. And so they just told, g- gathered us all in one little area and just started checking everybody in. We didn't even have to go wait in the regular check-in lines. Um, yeah, and the parents got everybody there on time. And obviously we're talking about 14 seniors. So small school, so not a lot, not a lot of kids. 14 seniors and three adult chaperones. 
And so uh, we, that we, we broke the kids up into groups. So each, each of the three chaperones had um, originally five students that were in their group and then uh, end up one of the kids didn't end up getting to go. So it only ended up being 14 kids. But uh, so, yeah, we had everybody had each other's cell phone numbers. We had group t text chat. So if anybody got separated or they had times where they could go off and just have fun and have to check in every now and then with uh, with their uh, group leader. Um, but yeah, I was counting every time we would go somewhere. I was counting 14. Where, <laughs> where are they all at? One, two, three, four, exactly. just all the way to 14. It was always like 27 yeah. for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. 28, you know, or whatever. Count off. We never got on the bus. Yeah. I was always scared to death to leave somebody behind because I, I taught second grade for a while. You know, it's easy sure. to lose a second grader. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So these were seniors. So they were pretty, uh, could pretty take care of their so themselves pretty well. So that's cool. Let, let me ask you this too before we hop in because I want to get you guys went to uh, Newport Beach, kind of kick it off. I want to talk about that for a second. But sure. like preliminary going into the trip, how much did you prep them and, and how much did they know about Disneyland? Did you, I mean, of course you probably had to kind of do like, like contracts, behavioral contracts, you know, and all the expectations. I mean, yep. I, I'd imagine that all happened. But as far as just like, you know, this is what a Disneyland trip is like, you know, this is what, yeah. the, I mean, cause you're, you know, you probably got them amped up. You're, you're a Disney fan. I mean, how much of that sure. did you give them or how much of that was more discovery when you got there? Well, um, I'm a, I'm an overshare when it comes to Disneyland. <laughs> That's what I was wondering, because I mean, so, it's so tempting, right? To just do like, okay, yeah. here's Disneyland 101. Absolutely. Sit down, kids. <laughs> so um, I, you know, I, uh, we did have the behavioral contracts and all that, but uh, most of the kids had been before. Um, you know, it's a private school, so the, the kids pay tuition to be here. So the parents, parents aren't all really well off, but, you know, they can afford trips and, had a couple of baseball players that, you know, are used to traveling and that, that sort of thing. So there was only a couple of kids that had never been before. So we did have, I did have kind of a couple of group, a group chat email uh, leading up to the trip. I would send them some tips and tricks. I'd send them some Disney food blog videos nice. because, you know, you got to be ready to eat when you go to Disney. <laughs> That's why you go. <laughs> um, you know, these kids These kids are planning on, you know, it's Disneyland, so you can walk across the street and go to McDonald's. And yeah. I'm just like face planting, you know, you can't eat McDonald's when you go to Disneyland. You got to. They're high school kids. Yeah, or sorry, I, Taco Bell I, I, for hey, Mike. Uh, uh, <laughs> hang on. There you go. But I'm just saying, I mean, I, I do that. I'm 49, but yeah. I mean, you can't rationalize with, high, you know, this, I mean, you teach them, but I have one, you know, like I, I just had dinner with a high school girl and it's like, yeah. you can't tell me anything. It's like banging your head into a wall. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, you know, one, one of my, um, one of my biggest embarrassments was, and we can talk about that when we get to the grad night, but it was, I told him, man, you know, the lines are going to be so short when you when you get when you're going to the grad night, because it's not going to be general population. It's going to be, you know, a smaller group of people in the trip or, or in the park. And so, man, it's, you just guys are just going to have your your fill of rides when you're there. So that didn't end up being accurate. But I've heard that. I've heard that's pretty <laughs> crazy. OK, so yeah. well, let, let's go through it. So you guys you guys got sure. there. You went to, to Newport Beach on arrival. That good idea, I would imagine, because travel I, I always say don't push arrival day like arrival day don't have any hard plans like yeah. they have an 80 you don't want to be have to say i have to be here at 7 30 you just want to because the you know the flight can be pushed back and then you're stressed out yeah. beach 
you know, all you got to do is get there and you get to go when you go or you don't. If you don't, it's not a big deal. So I'm sure everybody just had a good time just kind of kicking it off and relaxing at the beach. And the next day you rolled into your, you know, your big trip. Yeah, the yeah the beach was fun. Um, we just spent one night uh, down there at Newport Beach. It was a little bit farther away from the beach than we were really expecting. So, but fortunately, there was a little trolley that went around Newport Beach that we were able to get around a little bit better with. Um, but yeah, we had uh, dinner there right on the water at a little um, uh, Mexican style on the water type uh, restaurant where. Uh, we all it was about about 17 of us in a big huge table we'd made a reservation for it and had a great dinner there uh but yeah it was it was it was a lot of fun it was it was nice spent a couple hours at the beach uh but really by the time we were done uh with dinner that night everybody was pretty pretty tapped out and ready to get some sleep so that's good <laughs> that's good for, you don't want extra energy at night that's good okay so because you don't know, wandering around where'd you go uh okay so yeah. the next day though you guys transferred to anaheim i went up to anaheim yep. and then you guys stayed at the tropicana inn didn't have it looks like you didn't have theme park tickets this it's kind of how it was on my first day when i went to disneyland we didn't have theme park tickets the first day but i just right. wandered around downtown mm -hmm. disney i was so close i went to the gates and just looked in looked at the train station yep. i'm like tomorrow i get to go in tomorrow but i i enjoyed downtown disney and that's the way i would do it anyway because i we got there about halfway through the afternoon didn't want to waste money on a ticket because i was only there you know starting at four o'clock but god i want to go at disneyland so bad that day <laughs> but so yeah, tell it's us really about, hard yeah, tell us about that so how did that work out? Sure. How, how was the transfer how'd you guys get up there yeah it was it was great. So we just hired, you know, like a, a local shuttle service, got all the boys in a van, got all the ladies in a, a big SUV and transferred over there, uh, checked in. And once we got, uh, you know, we got our bearings, uh, we walked over to downtown Disney. So if you don't know where the Tropicana Inn is there, it's literally right across Harbor, Harbor Boulevard. So there's a, there's a traffic light right there that, get you across to go into the Esplanade. And we were literally right there. So just walked across the street, um, got through bag check, and there there we are, we're right in the Esplanade, DCA on the left, Disneyland on the right, and, and downtown Disney straight ahead. So we just spent a couple of hours shopping and uh, ate dinner at Black Tap, um, which is famous for their burgers and their crazy milkshakes. So yep. that was had, a lot of fun. Yeah, Scott had one of those shakes. It was the craziest looking thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at that, that point, we just kind of let uh, let everybody have their their way there around downtown Disney, and then met up later on in the evening to to go back. And I started my uh, my my search for uh, the perfect uh, Mickey Mouse watch while I was there. Wow. Uh, you used to buy Mickey Mouse watches a lot back in the day when I was a kid. And so I knew I wanted to leave Cal Disneyland with a new one. So, but see, it you're, took, you're, you're, in the, you're kind of in the land of Apple out there, right? I mean, you're in Northern California. Like you just get an Apple watch and put the Mickey Mouse face on it. Right. No. <laughs> well, that's what, that's where I grew up. Now I'm up in Seattle. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, that's where the, you are. It's exactly. The land of Microsoft. Yeah, totally. yeah, exactly. You're, yeah, you're in the other. Ooh, <laughs> I forgot about that in Amazon. Yeah, totally. So I love the way you wrapped this night, though, you guys, because you got that like taste of Disney with Downtown Disney and got to have yeah. the shopping, the 
the, the eating, the snacking, but then you ra- this is great. You watch the fireworks from your pool at your hotel. What a great way to wrap yeah. up your, your first day in Anaheim. Yeah, so um, one of the one of the the gals that was on the trip, one of the girls, she uh, her older, uh, I think it was older brother, had um, gone on a senior trip down there too, and gave us the heads up. Hey, you should be able to see fireworks from from your pool. And sure enough, we were there. And of course, it wasn't it wasn't perfect view, so we all ended up hiking up to the third floor of the of the hotel and. You know, I guess you really, it's technically a motel because doors on the outside mm-hmm. with, you know, walkways. So we were just out on the balconies uh, watching the fireworks there to end the night. That's a good way, though. That, that's awesome. So now the next three days, you spend basically all day in the two theme parks. You know, it, it yeah. looks like, you know, this is day three of the trip. It's your first day in the theme parks. You're all day in, in California Adventure. And you wrap up with grad night this evening, go until 2 a.m. Right. So just kind of walk us through just because the, the next two days, it looks like you park hopped. But this day you spent exclusively in DCA with that long, you know, till two in the morning with grad night. So how, tell us about the grind yeah. of that day and some of the highlights. That's a long sure. day. <laughs> so um, you have three options when you're doing grad night. You can either do just the grad night party, which lets you in late in the evening or you can do a DCA only day with the party, or you can do a park hopper day with party. So we were in the middle there. We were DCA all day plus the grad night party. And the, the kicker was you had to get there early to check in. So I think we got there probably 8 a.m., uh, went to guest services, checked in. Now, fortunately, we were just across the street, yeah. so no problem taking a break in the middle of the day. But we had to go over there and get our wristbands, um, you know, because once you're once the party starts and you're in there, they start, you know, asking everybody, show us, you know, show your wristband, show your wristband so that confirm that you're supposed to be in there, you know. So, yeah, it was a very early morning. But the benefit was um, we got to get into DCA at opening and really start hitting some attractions uh, before the lines got too busy. So what, uh, what were some of the so highlights for, for your kids? I mean, I'd imagine things like Incredicoaster so, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Avengers Campus. Yeah, without a doubt, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout and Incredicoaster. Back and forth just <laughs> over and over again, you know. <laughs> and they were really spoiled right there at the beginning of the day because they were five, ten-minute waits at the beginning of the day. And then as the day went on, the lines got longer. But... But so basically they were all, like I said before, uh, assigned in groups. And so they would spend the day in their groups and then they would check in with their chaperones throughout the day uh, just to make sure everybody's doing okay, drinking plenty of water, eating dinner or eating lunch, all that stuff, because um, we weren't, you know, hovering over them. We were letting them have some fun, but at least, uh, you know, hey, you know, you, you know, every hour whatever it is text send us a picture of where you're at take a selfie wherever you're at so we so we can keep track of everybody so good i I like that idea of the selfie because i mean at least it like has some kind of uh accountability like okay at least i can see you know take a selfie with uh you know the big ferris wheel in the background (laughs) i know at least at least you're within you know eye shot of this park somewhere you know that's that's a great idea don't fake me out either kids are good with technology let me ask you this what what were the chaperones doing were you guys just hanging out kind of uh 
together yeah, the three of us, and hanging out in like the of, war for something sorry. or yeah go ahead what are you doing? yeah the, the three of us most of the time just kind of hung out together we rode rides my first ride of the trip was guardians of the galaxy good call mission breakout <laughs> um i had done i had done the twilight zone tower of terror before they reskinned it um so i knew what the ride was like but i hadn't experienced the new version of it and then did Incredicoaster right after that, just like the kids. And then after that, for that day, I was pretty much done <laughs> with the big rides. Unfortunately, this was this was when Radiator Springs Racers was down because they they had had a fire. I, for, I remember uh, that, yeah. And so in one of the car, in one of the vehicles, and so we were waiting the whole trip for for them to reopen it. And turns out it reopened the day after uh, we left. Cause that was my big bucket list uh, attraction because I hadn't had an opportunity to do that yet. Yes. I remember that because Scott and I were freaking out cause we went in July that it wasn't going to be open when we went. And like, that was the one thing I wanted to do as well. Unfortunately it did open for us. And that is, it was worth the, <laughs> it was worth the yeah. price of admission. It's a cool, cool attraction. I mean, it, it, it makes you not want to do test track. <laughs> Test track's all yeah. right, but Radiator Springs has a story and it's so beautiful. But it, so I mean, I'd imagine though you like Cars Land. Like I, I, I ate everything out of cozy cones. Yeah, <laughs> that. that was a, that was a lot of fun. Um, of course, I'm a big Disney guy. Not being able to to go so often, but um, I'm on YouTube all the time watching watching vlogs and and videos of stuff. So I'm very familiar. But um, but yeah, so the day was really fun. We had lunch there in the park. Uh, took a break in the middle of the day before the evening came around and, you know, the kids spent some time in the pool in the middle of the day. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in the evening time we came back for dinner and grad night party. So tell us about grad night, because that's one of those things it's, you know, it's, it's historic. Like it's, it's, you know, I've been told it's almost a rite of passage for kids, you know, in Southern California and you brought kids down, you know, all the way from Washington state. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. What's that experience like? Because we've heard about it, but very few have experienced it. Sure. Well, the the, the, the biggest bonus is, you know, you get the park until 2 a.m. Uh, and so um, it's pretty lively. Um, the, the, the atmosphere is definitely different than your normal day. Um, there's, a, there's a DJ playing music across the speakers and in, in all, all across the park. So you're not getting the normal ambiance music. Um, and so there's different events going on. You know, obviously most of the rides are open. Um, and um, there's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there's dance parties at different places um, that the kids can go hang out with, hang out at and, and have fun. And then for the chaperones, they actually opened up uh uh, a chaperone lounge oh, nice. uh, where you could go and get, um, you know, pretzel, di Mickey pretzels and ice cream and desserts. And kind of, it, it kind of like felt uh, like a mini uh, dessert uh, party, you know, in, in Walt Disney world. Um, but man, if you ever wanted a Mickey pretzel, I've never seen so many Mickey pretzels in one place <laughs> just for the taking. As a matter of fact, my coworker, one of the other chaperones, she had bought a pretzel probably, you know, a couple hours before that. And then we get to this teacher's lounge and they open up the steam table and it's just rows and rows of Mickey pretzels for, for the chaperones to have at. So she was kicking herself 
<laughs> for paying the five, you know, six bucks, whatever it was earlier in the day. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been invited to a couple media things and, you know, I'm like, I'm a newbie at that stuff. When I, when I first went and, you know, some of these other like vloggers and, you know, podcasters have been to, you know, the hundreds of these, you know, so they know what's yeah. coming. You know, we walk into this room and they have all, you know, Mickey bars everywhere. And, you know, it's like that, like Mickey pretzels, you know, as far as the eye can see. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah, this is how it always is. I'm like, what? this is like my, I dream about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I can't believe this, you know, I, I don't know. I think you appreciate it when you get it like once or twice. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it, it cracks you up. But it's cool. They took care of the chaperones. I mean, that, that's well thought out because you're there and you need to have a positive experience just like the kids. And I bet the kids had a blast with the DJ and being able to kind of have the run of the place. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Have been they, they had a lot of fun. They weren't too into the dance parties. Um, but cause they were all pretty, pretty, um, pretty much the same types of things. Uh, my wife had talked about how back in the day when, when, when she was in high school and they had their grad night party there, uh, that did, it was in Disneyland park and they would have different, style different genres of music I've in different heard places that. so if yeah. you were if you were a rap or alternative whatever it was you were into you could go to but i from what i understand these ones this this time were a little more homogenized i've heard that that would be awesome yeah. that, that that's a lot of work though to have different genres like in every land i, I love the idea but that is a lot yeah. of work you know to get quality yeah. quality uh Definitely. mixes like that it's cool okay so now the kids get to go home with it like did they get is, do they get like Mickey so, ears or something at the end of the party? I thought that they used to not get that. Or um, no, they weren't provide anything. You could purchase that sort of thing, but you know, they had lots of um, photo spots set up around the parks. Rides were open. Um, but like I said earlier, uh, their two favorite rides were mission breakout and credit coaster. And I think the, the lines were upwards of one to two hours at one point. Because you've just got yeah, everybody you know, likes a park full rides. of adrenaline junkies, right? <laughs> exactly. And they just want to do the big rides, <laughs> and they just kept going back and forth. Nobody, and I think we, we got and we nobody's got to around Mater. Yeah, nobody's on Mater's yeah. junkyard jamboree at thirty no, party. <laughs> mostly, <laughs> mostly not. That. And so I think they got to about midnight, and the boys were all ready to go back to the hotel room because they were just. They were done riding the same two rides over and over again. Uh, the girls, they were like, oh, you know, one more, just one more time. So they went over to Incredicoaster at midnight and the, the line was two hours. And you know how Disney is. Sometimes I think they put the wait times up there to dissuade you. Always. <laughs> uh, from, from getting in that line because it only ended up being about an hour. Um, but um, after, after that was all said and done and they had a special viewing of um, a World of Color nice. just for the party. It wasn't the full-blown version of it, but uh, th that was how they kind of ended the night. And, and then I think we kind of actually snuck out of there at about 1, about 1, 1.15. Because, uh, yeah, they, were, they had fun, but they were ready uh, to go get some sleep. So tell me you slept in a little the next day, right? I mean, yeah, we, we slept kids. in. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're a Disney fan, so I would not put it past you that your rope dropped the next day, but I'm just saying, man, that's poking the bear with high school kids. Well, I was, I was all for it, but every time we, every time we would be planning for the next thing, we would get everybody together and just kind of feel out how everybody was doing. Okay. So tomorrow we got a park hopper day. 
you still have to start at Disneyland because you have to pick a park to start at. And then you can park up. I think it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. And so, you know, what are you guys feeling? What time do you want to get up? What do you want to do for breakfast? Because, there, you know, there's an IHOP right there across the street or there's the McDonald's or you can go into the park. And, you know, me, I'm, I know I'm going straight to Galaxy's Edge to get, uh, to get the, you know, the, the black calf because I'd heard so much, so many great things about the, you know, the cold brew with the, the cream cheese, uh, sweet cream cheese topping on it. So I knew where I was going for breakfast right away. <laughs> You're like, so, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting a Ronto wrap yeah, and I'm getting go. a black calf. No, you get, you know, I don't care what time I get there. I can get those any time of the day. Right. Sure, like, so, yeah. so yeah, they that. all voted to, to sleep in. Uh, oh, that's so fun. I love it though. Like you go get your egg McMuffin. I don't care. I'll, I'll see you in bed too. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Okay. So the, let me ask you about this though. So you got, you guys started Disneyland. These kids, you said most of them have, have been before. Um, yeah. I'd imagine though, the vibe is a little bit different at Disneyland because it's just, it, it's got a different, especially coming off of grad night, right? With all the you know, probably the bass pumping all night. You know, it's nighttime. Like I said, it's almost like an adrenaline party. Disneyland's more just, you know, it, it's a family park and it's just, it's chill. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun and there's great rides there, but I'd imagine everybody's kind of just slowing down and really enjoying the experience. Oh, also, what did the kids like at Disneyland? What did you find were their favorite things over there? So it was kind of a pretty similar theme. Uh, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, uh, you know, your big E-tickets. Um, what about the Matterhorn? Uh, did, did they like that? Or yeah, they did the Matterhorn. Too? They 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 got they found a little hack on the Matterhorn because the Matterhorn has a single rider line. Yep, yep. And so they'd get they'd get in the line ten of them, 10, 10 to fourteen of them, and they do they do the single rider line uh, to to avoid the regular the regular line. So they're they're pretty smart there. That's so they're they're savvy. They're checking the app, seeing which rides well done, you know, which attractions had single rider because they didn't really care. They just wanted to ride as many things as they could in yeah. the time that they had. So, I, yeah, I think I'm still sore from the Matterhorn. That was July. <laughs> that yeah. thing beat the crap out of me. That was a crazy ride. I loved it, but man, did that thing too. And I yeah. rode it again. I just keep getting on it. I'm like, this thing's yeah. gonna break my ribs. But hey, I love this ride. It was the yeah. Best. I think I I missed it this time, but man, it was awesome. Yeah, like I said in my notes that I had sent to you earlier, that I just found myself just enjoying being there. Right. You know, if the kids had a question, I you know I'd give them advice on on what to do. I try to introduce my coworkers to some to some things, some trivia. You know, people watch, eat a eat a bunch of Dole whips, and you know, walk around the park and just kind of enjoy being there. And I've been to Disneyland so many times that there was really no you know, the only thing that was really a bucket list for me was Galaxy's Edge, making sure that I got to do both of those attractions before I left. So everything else was just cake. So these last kind of three days, you know, this day, the next day, and then your final day, you guys headed home. But the, you had these two days where you just basically park hopped between the two parks. Yeah. You know, what what were what you know, was there any stories of anything that happened any like uh, highlights for the kids or even personally you know uh, that you got to have that uh, that stood out either over back at DCA or over at Disneyland? Sure, sure. I mean there were there there were a bunch of uh, 
positives and a couple of bummer stories that were out there. But one, one, one kid, he just, poor guy, he just, he just kept having, you know, the, the raw end of things. He, at Newport beach, he, he lost his glasses in the ocean on the first oh, day. Man, that's <laughs> and then later on, he left his backpack in downtown Disney oh, and dear. walked away and, Hey, kudos to to Disneyland's Lost and Found. They they found it and it was a really really easy process getting that back. So, uh, so there were some bummer things, but um, re- what really stuck out for me was just the way the the the, the kid. I call them kids. They're they're you know they're 17, 18 years old, so they're not really kids anymore. But there's just a bonding that really happened yeah. on that trip. You know, they just uh, they got away from. You know, they're they're underclassmen and uh, really got a chance to just be together um, in the happiest place on earth. You know, Uh, they shared we shared rooms, you know, Um, I think I think maybe we were we were the the rooms had two queen beds and and a pull out chair, you know, and so they were they were sharing rooms to get together and. You know, me being the chaperone, the only male chaperone, I get my own. I get my own room with a with a king size bed, and they're all <laughs> stuffed in. They're stuffed into a five in a room over there. But, um, but yeah, just like the the bonding, the camaraderie of it. Um, you know, I hadn't really gotten to spend a lot of time with them since they were in middle school. You know, we're on the same campus, but the middle and the high school they're kind of separated. You know, as far as their schedule and their day to day routine. So. Um, yeah, just seeing how far they had come since middle school and their maturity level. And, um, it was just really great. And the big theme of the, of the trip for, for the boys was lightsabers. Um, oh, cause jealous. You know, <laughs> yeah, day, day, day one, they were, you know, the, the one, one of the kids, he knew exactly he want, he wanted the, <clears throat> he, he wanted, um, Oh, my, my brain, my brain just left me, but, um, they wanted the purple lightsaber, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's yep. Mace Windu's Mace Windu, lightsaber. Yep. They wanted Mace Windu's lightsaber. They were going to go to the Star Wars outpost there in downtown Disney and get it. You know, a couple of the other boys, they knew they were going to go make a, they were going to go build at Savi's workshop. You know, they were going to build a lightsaber and, um, so the, you know, they knew, they knew ahead of time. Uh, what what their bucket list things were, what they really wanted to do, and so uh, yeah, that was just th- those were just you know the, the girls, they they're just running the show, man. It's like the boys, they'll just go wherever, right, right, wherever wherever the wind blows, you know. <laughs> but the but the girls were really the ones that had planned the trip and um, were were kind of just kind of leading the way. That, that's how it is here in, in my house. <laughs> my wife tells me where I'm to go. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Uh, the, yeah. One other thing I was going to ask you too, because get kind of wrap here shortly, but sure. did you have any, like, do you have like a hashtag or anything to share like in real time back home for parents and, and folks that maybe wanted to follow all your adventures along, sure. you know, during this week. Uh, so people could, you know, keep up with you guys. Was there a way that people could follow along? I'm sure parents probably wanted to keep uh-huh. up we didn't, we didn't really have anything organized like that. I know that the kids had their own way of uh, communicating out there. Um, as the chaperones, we were, we were asking for the, for the kids to send us pictures and, you know, we'd, we'd send them out uh, to the, to the office of the school because there is some, 
there is some uh, privacy issues there yeah. with, you know, True. being on a school trip. And so uh, we'd send stuff to the office and at the school and then they would kind of send it out in the appropriate uh, channels there. And then uh, in, you know, the weekly newsletter and that sort of thing. And so um, there wasn't anything official that they did. The kids just kind of did their own individual. It's a good idea. That. Yeah. I remember those days. I always had to go through the public, uh, public affairs, basically person. Over yeah. the, I always called it the big house in the administration building. <laughs> sure. We called it the big house. Um, okay. So one last thing um, as we wrap up, because this was, I mean, it's so interesting to hear about this because very few get to, it, I, I love that you got to reconnect that these, you know, were middle school students. You got to reconnect after senior year and during senior year. That's, that's a really cool opportunity in itself. But one last thing, if anybody's thinking of doing something like this with their kids, you know, taking them for a trip to Disneyland, what did you learn? Like what's something you weren't expecting or some advice you could give to somebody who might be embarking on this, you know, it's step one today, thinking about it. What's, what's like, sure. um, just something you would tell them. Yeah. So I, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, I like to follow the Disney wins when I, when I'm there and just kind of go where I feel like I'm, I'm led to go and have fun. But with a group like that, you really have to be organized. And, um, you know, fortunately we had some parents that were the ones that did most of the planning, you know, um, uh, maybe they should have went through the mouse for less travel, but, uh, but they, uh, <laughs> but they, you know, they did a lot of the planning. So we had a go-to person back, at home at our home base that if we ever had any questions that we could, you know, text message them or call them um, and figure out what, um, you know, where we were supposed to be at a given time, you know, when the, where we were supposed to be when the van showed up, you know, or where we had to go check in uh, uh, for the, for the grad night party, because, you know, for the grad night party, Disney sent us a, a PDF pamphlet thing but it was all instructions on, you know, how to get your bus there, you know, check in your bus, get yeah. all your kids. Cause they're, they're thinking kids in You're the local. locally yeah, right. uh, coming on the bus. Well, we were, we were just walking You're, across yeah, the street. Exactly. The we're not going to go behind California adventure, you know, backstage, park the bus and check in back there the way that most schools do. So it was right. a little bit different. So I would say, you know, having a good itinerary ahead of time, uh, being being able to be flexible at here and there, but know, ha making sure that the that that everybody in your party knows what the schedule is. Have meeting places, you know. Make sure you have every single person's cell phone number that's there on the campus. As a matter of fact, one of the kids didn't even have his own cell phone, so we worked it out to get him one ahead of time. So, so get, they would get have get a walkie-talkie or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> pager. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cans on strings. Exactly. Um, so, I didn't know there was um, a kid in the United States that didn't have a cell phone at this point. I swear, you know, yeah. I see like eight-year-olds with them. It's crazy. Not that they should have them, but yeah, I'm glad to hear. I'm, so, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So communicating well, and then having designated meeting places at certain times, and then just really, you know, on a trip like that, not being being flexible. You know, not being hard-nosed about what we're doing exactly when we're doing it, unless the you know, unless there was some kind of reservation that required that, but just really asking, you know, the kids what they wanted to do. Um, you know, where did you want, what you guys want to do uh, for food? You know, with a group that big, we weren't really able to make dining reservations anywhere. 
uh, on property. Uh, and so just, uh, you know, getting the kids feedback, you know, not pushing them too hard. I think uh, at times, you know, I know this as a parent, you know, at the times you're just trying to go, go, go get as much in during the day as you can. And, um, you know, not listening to, to the other members of your party uh, to see how they're doing. Wow. And really getting their feedback and, and, and knowing, you know, because it's their trip, right? It's their memory that yeah, they're making totally. uh, for the for for their lifetime. Yeah, you're just there kind of, uh, you know, making sure it happens. You're yeah. you're negotiating everything. Let me let me just ask you this one last question. Please tell me sure. that you got a uh, at least one ice cream from the Gibson girl on Main Street. Correct. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, uh, oh, not this time. Oh, man, I could. <clears throat> I'm just I, because I just want one right now because we're talking about Disneyland. I'm just sitting here thinking yeah. you can. By the way, you can mobile order ice cream at Gibson Girl. I think that's the greatest right. thing ever. <laughs> no, I I did lots of uh, lots of Dole whips though Those because work? with uh, yeah. you know work. out there in the tropical hideaway yes. in Adventureland, they have yes. lots of lots of flavors to choose from. So and the, I mean, it was so awesome being able to have a Dole whip while we watched the show, like. I kept telling yeah. Scott, I was like, this makes the Dole Whip taste 20 times better that we're sitting in, you know, uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room, watching the show, having a Dole Whip. This is, this is yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, Disneyland's amazing. Kevin, thank. hey, yeah. thanks for taking the, first of all, thanks for being a teacher and being in that classroom. And I know we're recording right now from your classroom. That is so awesome. So thanks for staying yeah. late. But, uh, you know, we, we appreciate all of our teachers. We have tons of teachers in our audience. And you guys literally are doing the Lord's work because I know you don't get paid enough and you work way too hard. So, uh Thanks for taking care of the kids and thanks for sharing this really unique trip with us because I learned a lot and I'm sure our audience learned a ton yeah. too. And it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, don't forget today's show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. They're over at themagicforless.com. Agents are standing by right now. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. And our patrons get that bonus show every week. It's usually on Tuesdays. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on the social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at be our guest. Mike would love to talk to you this week. So come on over and say hello. And of course, join us this Sunday night at seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central. Scott will be on with me and we'll be opening up the phone lines and taking your calls to talk all things Disney with you so you could be on the show right away so join us again facebook and youtube this sunday night seven o'clock eastern six o'clock central it's the bogp open line all right we're gonna get out of here and let you get on with your week thanks so much for hanging with us this last 50 minutes or so glad to have you here and we'll be back again on wednesday with more of your listener questions so for kevin i'm mike wishing you a great monday stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you real soon You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.